Becoming Atlanta, Victory 91.5, the sound of revival. It is Victory 91.5, and it is Rise of Stein. Good morning. Maybe where you are, it's storming. <laughs> and Apparently, it's doing something here. <laughs> <laughs> where we are, uh, we're just fine. And that... That voice is Ray Haynes. You know that he comes in during the feast, the seven feasts throughout the year, and shares the significance of them. And it's important to hear this. We talked about it earlier. It isn't a requirement. This this doesn't mean if you have not been celebrating the feasts that you're doing it wrong. Right. It means like you it's like punching your ticket and getting a free sandwich. It's like woo. Is that good enough imagery? It's extra. It's <laughs> like, what analogy are you going to use? I didn't know it was going to be that one. It's a punch card. It's a punch card. Um, oh, God, the more you, the more you press into Jesus, mm-hmm. the more you get. That's, right. You know, it's it's just that way. And as we get further and further onto the end times, you know, you're going to see more and more and more and more. And my only challenge to everybody is just don't ever get in your mind that you've, you know, that you're stuck here, that you've arrived here, or the moment you think you figured anything out, you're, it's just you're going down the wrong path. If you're always saying, "God, more, I just mm-hmm. want more of you, more of you." So, Lord, our, our prayer today, this morning, is that you would not only reveal yourself more to each of us that knows you, but to those who don't know you, yes. uh, that you would reveal yourself as the one true God who loves them, who has sent Jesus to take their place. As we prayed at six o'clock this morning, Lord, that that somebody would, would hear maybe for the first time or maybe for the hundredth time and really get that what we deserved was your wrath. What we deserved was our penalty for sin, but you gave that penalty to Jesus. He willingly took it on the cross. You raised him from the dead, and he sits at your right hand, ruling over all things, and he's coming back. Father, will you will you open eyes today Yes. that what they hear, as Ray teaches through Pentecost, what they hear is the truth of how much they are loved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Where are we now? We are at a countdown to a wedding. Mm. We are the Bride of Christ, which is a pretty cool designation unless you're a guy trying to relate to that. Very difficult. We have a hard time because uh, as uh, I think for most women, you can imagine yourself in a wedding dress and things like that. For guys, we don't want to make that imagery, first of all, and it doesn't help. So, But the fact is still, we are the Bride of Christ. <laughs> and so uh, that's never more real then at Pentecost. So uh, so what happens? You have Passover, then you count the Omer, you count 50 days. Uh, it's literally a countdown or preparation for something. And uh, obviously, Pentecost is what they're counting down in a literal sense. But the Passover season 50 days ago was our betrothal or engagement to God. All right. So Jesus dies, rises from the grave, stays for 40 days, and then leaves promising he will return. Mm-hmm. Not very random, okay? In a Jewish marriage in that day, before the wedding, the groom leaves for an unspecified amount of time. It's not known exactly when he'll return. He goes to prepare a place for his bride to live. That's how it works. Wow. So, Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, or Shavuos, it's a picture of our wedding day. 
when the Holy Spirit came to dwell within man as a deposit, kind of like a wedding ring in our modern contemporary culture. It's what is to come. It prepares us for what is to come. So Jesus ascends into heaven on on that 40th day from Mount Zion, promising to return for the disciples. And in Revelation, we learn that he will, in fact, return to Mount Zion. Why is he coming there? He's coming to get his bride. Mm. It's uh, it's all this picture has been going on for 3,500 years. He's been painting this picture for us. Each year since the time of Moses, this season, the Shavuos, was when Israel would stand before God on their wedding day. And the pictures where you had this canopy, which in, in essence was Mount Sinai, uh, the ketubah, which is a marriage contract, and that is the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, and it, the stipulations of the covenant, which include uh, that God was going to give them a homeland. He prepared a place and a temple which would serve to maintain that covenant. So mm-hmm. Passover is when God promised to marry us, but Pentecost or Shavuos is the marriage itself. The seven weeks in between are like the seven mm-hmm. days that a bride-to-be counts in preparation for her wedding when she purifies and readies herself. So weeks is a name that really speaks of the road we travel to accomplish our goal. And it also tells you that, you know, once you get to Passover, you celebrate Easter, you have excited. Don't stop. This is when you begin to purify your heart, prepare your heart, because of this this idea of being saved should also get in your mind that there's something more. That God now has a plan very different for your life than he had before. Right. Biblical Hebrew is extremely different from English. <laughs> it's one of the big differences is the verb tenses. In English, we have past, present, and future. Like God gave, God is giving, God will give. Makes pretty good sense if you did well in English. Biblical Hebrew really has two senses, perfect and imperfect. So the imperfect tense is that which is not yet, not done, or not completed. All right? That's the imperfect the perfect is that which is done, complete, and finished. So you have two verb tenses. Mm-hmm. If you've ever struggled with faith, it's probably because you're thinking in English. The Bible describes things that are yet to come in the perfect tense, as if they've already completed. Some call wow. this the prophetic past. It is, and it's kind mm-hmm. of confusing if you've only ever uh, learned English. God can have a finished work that hasn't happened yet, like our salvation. Wow. It's just a it's a Hebrew thing. Mm. Uh, we're becoming what we already are in Him. It sounds ridiculous, but it, it, again, it's just a it's a language thing in English language. You just have to some things we say. You just got to take it by faith, or you just learn the other language. Mm-hmm. Uh, being born again is to be born from above, from the finished, perfect work of God. That's the Hebrew version. So. We look at our problems differently from the heavenly point of view because they're already resolved. So when we watch or listen to Jesus, he's thinking and speaking from this perfect tense. Like, for instance, Matthew 6. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Because those all seem very logical in the English mindset. For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own thing. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So that's why those verses are extremely powerful in English, too, but more so if you learn the verb tenses. Mm. Victor 91.5. Very interesting if you're um, 
If you're wondering, is there any way I can get this, it'll be posted up on the Victory blog uh, a little later today. Sure. Uh, the audio and the... All the notes, too. All the notes. Ray Haynes teaching on Pentecost. It's a very special rise in Stein here on a Friday.